Welcome back everyone uh, to Witch Hunt. Today on the trial of the Ametrine Witch, I'm here with my friend Emmett and they are going to be speaking on um, daily practices, healing, and also some chaos magic as well. So I'm so excited that they could join us today because Emmett, Emmett and I are actually friends, but we don't get to connect a whole lot. So this is, this is really great. Emmett, how are you today? Hi, Panda. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate this. It's actually really timely for me because I definitely need to be more immersed in my communities right now and like was sort of pulling back. So I just really appreciate the opportunity to come on and connect with you. And it's been a while since we've talked too. Yeah, it has. Um, and so, okay, so you have the YouTube channel Amatrine Witch, um, but do you describe, do you subscribe to any labels within your practice, like traditional witch, green witch, um, not call a witch at all? Some people don't like that title. Yeah. I do. Um, when, when I was looking at that question, I was like thinking about that, about like labels in general, because I've always been a really label oriented person, but like, I've always also really like admired other people who are just more free flowing with labels and don't really like subscribe to them as much. But I really am someone who like works from sort of like, like I love a label for myself. So like some labels that I'm really comfortable subscribing to myself is like, I identify as a pagan witch and I also practice eclectic chaos magic. And so those are sort of like the two um, overarching labels that I would like give myself in my practice. Um, but it's kind of funny because like chaos magic, like an essential component of it is like using belief as a tool and being like flexible with beliefs and flexible with labels. So like the label of chaos magic is kind of funny because it's sort of like, to me can be almost like a paradox, but like, in an interesting way, but I, that, those are all the ways that I'm comfortable identifying. So I guess I didn't know that that was a core point of, I've only ever skimmed over some things for chaos magic. I'm definitely not an expert, um, but yeah, if that's one of the labels or one of the points of it, I would say that almost everyone at some point practices chaos magic, setting intentions through belief. Like that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I, I think the thing that I love the most about chaos magic and what I, I wrote down some notes about was that like I love that chaos magic can be like as practical as you want it to be it can be as um like really any practice or any belief can tie into chaos magic it's really just about like being eclectic and pulling from different places and doing what works so for me like um the way that I can practice on a daily basis can be as simple as like can be really as simple as like applying essential oil to like my wrists before like in a moment of anxiety to pull me out of that anxiety or it can be as complex as like planning a full-blown full moon ritual with like a ton of intentions and different practices so i love how flexible um chaos magic is and and i think people do practice it maybe more than they think yeah that's that's what has been so eye-opening with this series so far, just the things that, um, because I'm always like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how to do that, or I don't do that, or I'm not very good at that. And 
Um, so I just sat down with someone that uh, reads auras and I was like, I never read auras. I don't, I can't do that. I don't know how. And she was like, yeah, have you ever walked into a room and you're like, oh, it's, it's like heavy in here. It is uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's like reading auras. That's part of it. Like you're just reading the vibe. Like that's a, that's a section of it. That's a part of it. So you actually are. So that's really cool. So by the time I'm done with this series, I'm going to be like, Panda Bennett chaos or reading <laughs> like <laughs> yes which is so cool because like that's something too that I feel I actually am really similar to you like I feel intimidated by like auras and that kind of practice but I find it like so interesting to hear other people talk about it but knowing I think we have like an idea of like okay auras you have to visually see a color and if you're not seeing it like right off the bat then that means that you don't know how to read an aura yeah and I think so I love that that like that that person was like so open about talking about like the practical feelings and like it can be like about vibes and things like that. It makes it seem like feel more accessible and less like mystified. Yeah, for sure. Unless like you're doing it wrong. And that's what I always tell people. Um, you know, I need to take my own advice, but I'm always telling other people like there's no way to do it wrong. Like whatever works for you and empowers you and like clicks with you and your gifts like you're doing it you're doing it right like there's no way to do it wrong there's no it's you know because it's a practice it's not a religion so there's not like set you know what I mean so but yeah that's I just I love I I love this I absolutely love this so okay so Me too. <laughs> why don't you tell us um a little bit about like what your path centers on what you you know do you focus on a lot of deity work or are you focused on you know what I mean um self-care magic just yeah just tell us all about you Yes, definitely. I do have like specific um, types of things that I do. Um, like I said before, like I really like to focus on what's practical and um, what helps my mental health. And like I wrote down that I wanted to talk about like when I first started coming into like magic or spirituality, like as a whole, um, like paganism and witchcraft was really my first experience with spirituality in general. And it came from a place of being um, pretty like atheistic, agnostic, really just not connected spiritually um, to like a place of finding spirituality through needing it and through like needing practical ways to um, cope with what I was going through and practical ways to like feel connected to the world. Um, so a lot of the things that I started doing like at the beginning were more in like the psycho spiritual like um, way of thinking about things. Like I would practice mindfulness and do things like in therapy where um we would talk about like mindfulness practice and like um grounding being um able to be like self-aware be um things like that so it started from like that paradigm and then I became really interested in tarot and it so like when I found tarot I wasn't really like identifying as a spiritual person but once I started using the cards and um I started to basically communicate with something that was like external to me, which had never really happened before. And so tarot was a huge thing that got me into feeling a, a sense of larger connection to like the universe. Um, and from there, I still practice tarot. It's still a really integral part of my practice, but I've come to see magic as like um, so many different things that I practice. So on a daily basis, I still do a lot of mindfulness practice. I um, still do a lot of like daily rituals, like glamour magic and um, 
arranging my space in specific ways. Um, but for, for me right now at this period in my life, I don't have like a very structured practice. And what the things that I tend to gravitate more and do are just things that help get me through the day and um, make me feel okay. So like things are, uh, my spiritual practice comes from like a very like practical and like mental health and um, managing my emotions on a daily basis, like place, which I think is, um, I think a lot of people can relate to that, can relate to um, connecting like witchcraft with emotion, with their emotions. Um, for me, I guess, I guess I just really connect it, connect certain labels in like strong ways, like, um, being like a witch and how witchcraft it impacts my mental health. Yeah, no, for sure. I, um, I have all different kinds. I have like a rainbow plethora of mental health things that I definitely use my practice to help support me through those areas, whether it's depression or anxiety or, you know, insomnia. And yeah, so I definitely understand that. And um, so what, like, is there anything specific, like um, for anxiety or anything that you do with magic to help you through the day or to just be comfortable, I guess? Yeah, I, I could even use this as an example of um, coming on to join you. Like I have a lot of social anxiety. I have, um, I, I definitely, I like you said, I have a YouTube channel and, but I really do struggle to like talk on video and just to, like be in certain social situations. But it's something that like my higher self and um, myself that it, like is more self-loving toward myself. It's just something that I want to do. So I really do have to work through and like bust through certain barriers to like get here and like that those things can be like as simple as I knew before I came on here that um I needed to be like in a comfortable situation and so I took like an hour before I came on here and I got my crystals in my hands I'm in like a space that's comfortable like I heated up the room to be like a nice temperature and like all of these things for me ground me and like are very practical magic things that I can do and it sort of seems like maybe things that people would normally typically do but I've had to um I've had to really learn a lot of skills to cope with my mental health things that seem kind of basic to other people like for me make all of the difference in whether I am going to do something and approach something or I'm going to pull back from it completely and let my anxiety take over so that's an example of something that I would do is just like take that space, like take some deep, like really intentionally set aside like 15 yeah. full minutes, no phone, like breathing crystals and like just forcing myself to do those rituals um, is really important for managing. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay. So first <laughs> of all, <laughs> first of all, Emmett, you would never know. Like I would never know. And your videos, your YouTube videos are so like they're just so much better than mine. Like you, you're so calm and put together and you have all your information and they are absolutely wonderful even here today. But like, that is so fucking relatable. Like my anxiety. So like I have like my drink for calm. Um, I, my anxiety is literally like just fucking crippling. And then like, I have my protection blanket. So like I'm sitting here with my blanket and like, I have to do like my several deep breaths, like even, and we, even before we clicked record you guys, like I was, I had to do like three deep breaths to just like help shake off the anxiety. Like 
it's so real like it's just definitely real and then i mean it happens like not only if i'm going to be filming and like it happens sometimes when someone knocks on my front door like oh, first yeah. of all no one should be coming here <laughs> the audacity i know right like stay away back up six feet yeah. <laughs> like well what are you gonna do you gonna call my phone next like the audacity <laughs> right? of these people trying to just pu push me over the edge with anxiety Sending me a text message <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no I completely I completely relate with that but yeah you definitely I'm not um not invalidating your anxiety at all but you're just, just always very seem very put together to me for the record so your magic is working that's so that's very generous and it's also like it's really comforting to know that you know like that you have things that you do too and that you directly like link them to your mental health um I love hearing witches talk about things that they do to help their mental health, like specifically, because witches are so fucking powerful in so many ways, just in, in everything that they do. And I think that sometimes like in the general scope, I think mental health can be kind of just like, um, we don't like to talk about it as like mental health. I think in spiritual communities, sometimes like sometimes we tend to talk about things in terms of like spiritual or self-development, but like, um, for me, I really do like need magic for coping with like the symptoms that I experience and um, to, to actually manifest what I want in my life because otherwise I'll be like debilitated, like you said. Like I'll just be down for the count if I don't do these things for myself. Yeah, well, and like for me, the other part of that, I don't know if you experienced that this, but um, then there's times, so like we just had, what was it, the new moon? And just where I'm at energy wise, like I couldn't like usually, so it's, we've got lots of snow here. So when I do work inside, I have, um, I fill the fireplace with candles and I light the candles and I clean that space and I put out a circle mm -hmm. and do whatever it is I'm going to do. And um, I just didn't have the energy. And I knew that number one, if I did that, it's, it's wouldn't be as connected because I'm not full energy. I'm not like up here. And I also knew that if I took the rest of that energy to do that big ritual, that then I would just be down, like depleted and feel even worse. And I was like, I just can't. So like part of that is being like everyone else online and all the groups and on all the platforms are yeah. like, this is what I'm doing for the moon. What are you doing? Like, if you didn't take a picture of it, you know, it didn't happen, didn't happen. Or, <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, well, it's because it didn't happen. Like it just yeah. like for last night, I just like, I just have to chill. Like I have to conserve energy and this is where I am. And like, I have to be really good about meeting myself wherever I'm at, like with acceptance yeah. of my mental health and like stamina levels and yeah, there's just sometimes that I'm, I can't do it. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Self-awareness though, because you were able to be like, okay, like, even if I do this big elaborate ritual that like looks good on paper, what is it doing for me? Like, how is it going to like really bolster me? Um, and like, maybe in like, cause I can relate to that exact situation. Like at the beginning of my spiritual practice, and I still struggle with it a lot too, is like feeling like there are things that I should be doing. And, um, almost feeling that the need to like perform for myself in certain situations, like, like a big ritual. I love me a big ritual. They are like so profoundly impactful, but if I plan out like a ritual for myself and then it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything for me. It's better to like, instead be like, okay, maybe I need to like prepare myself some food. Maybe I need to take a shower because I haven't showered in a few days or like 
you know, clip my toenails. Cause I have like, this is just things that I do. Like, so I'll like go do those things. And then chances are like the next day or in a little while I will have taken care of myself and then I'll be able to more effectively do that big ritual that that big ritual that I've been wanting to do. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and not only that, like <laughs> this, I, this is, this might seem weird also, but I do that with like, not only my magical practices, but like with other things as well. And to me, like, that's like a good form of protection or boundaries or barriers, because sometimes I'm like, um, I know that like, I'm like, well, I need to get to Walmart. I need to get to the store, but I'm like, I'm already like, I can feel the anxiety. I can feel the overwhelm. I'm Me too. Like, I definitely, like, yeah, I can feel like putting myself out. And then I'm like, you know what? I like, I just can't do it today. And I'm not going to fight with myself. I'm not going to make myself feel bad for not getting it done. Like, you know, I'll restock the napkins when I can restock the napkins, but like, just not today. It's not happening today. And so like, but I used to like really get down on myself like oh man I couldn't do it or I've you know have all this anxiety about doing it or I would go and do it and then get so caught up in my anxiety that I would I would literally stumble out of there with like some fireworks and like just b- bizarre things that I didn't need that wasn't on my list that I just like grabbed trying to get out of there getting away from people getting out of the crowd and I'd end up yes. with like you know, I'd end up with like nacho cheese and fireworks, like when I went for <laughs> toilet paper and toothpaste, you know what I mean? And so then I'm, I'm like, experiencing this as you're saying it. <laughs> and so like, I feel this. <laughs> so a part of that magic is now like empowering myself in that like, okay, so we're not absolutely not going to the store today. And we are not saying anything negative to ourselves about not making it like we are going to practice self-care. We're going to just be at home in this comfortable space and maybe take care of our plants today. Like maybe we do all the watering today and rotate plants. Like maybe that's what we do instead. And you know what I mean? So (laughs) that is such like, that was just so relatable, Panda, like literally so relatable, especially like because I, I also like heavily struggle with any tasks that involve being out in the world, particularly now during the, you know, the panoramic, like it's, it's like a whole different vibe and a whole different need to protect your energy out there. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. And yeah, people are crazy. People get so crazy. You got to put on, put some extra things, (laughs) put some extra crystals in your bra before you head out. Damn, I haven't worn a bra in like 10 years. Now I'm like, I got to get a bra so I can put crystals in it. <laughs> no, don't go back. Don't go back. Just, <laughs> don't go back. All right. You have to, keep burning them. We have to just boy or buy boy jeans that have real pockets so we can carry, carry crystals in them. <laughs> now that's like the real tea. You just spilled it. Yeah. No, no kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have so many things that have fake pockets on them. That's like the patriarchy I tell you it is it is (laughs) (laughs) and this has nothing to do with anything but I just recently learned like probably like three years ago but still I just learned about like the pink tax so like if you go to a store and you like hold up a girl's flannel you know it's $59.99 and you go like hold up the guy's flannel and it's like $24.99 and it's like exactly the same yeah oh my gosh yeah, so that has nothing to do with anything, but <laughs> so no, that's I completely <laughs> forgot about that tax. Oof, that's that was at the beginning. I remember like when I first stopped shaving my legs or like shaving any part of my body, I was like just 
I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this because the pink tax, like it was like involved in that decision. And then I just never went back. (laughs) Hardcore. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Do you, do you do any um, work with gods or goddesses, any deity work like that or anything? I do. I have a relationship with a goddess and it's kind of a, it's kind of a unique situation because I've been working with my goddess now for four or five years and I don't know who she is like in terms of like being as a part of like a like a paradigm or any specific like name or really even any specific like visualization of her it's um like a really ongoing communication that I'm trying to allow to like arise organically and it could take a really long time for that to happen and it might not ever happen where I like really have a concrete idea of who my goddess is in terms of like working with like a paradigm specifically, I would love to incorporate more um, like specific things about her, but I think it's going to have to come from like an organic level of like learning about what she likes, learning about what I can offer her and how I can best communicate with her. But like currently the way that I communicate with her um, is pretty much through like internal talking and like prayer. And um, again, like my relationship with her like rose out of a place of like a need for connection and like that visceral feeling of being connected to the universe. And um, like, I definitely associate her with a lot of like healing my relationship with feminine energy because I have like a a complicated relationship with feminine energy. Um, And so yeah, I work with a goddess and I also work with like general general energy, like general like spirit, um, universal spirit, I guess, like, uh, but it's not really connected to any specific like belief system or paradigm. Okay, that's okay. So first I was like, hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, so I like for myself because I'm anxious and weird, I like mm. waffle back and forth between like trying to like have no facial reactions when I do these interviews like Oprah does and just be, I'm like, I'm being very oh. stoic like Oprah. And then other times I'm like full on like Ellen DeGeneres without being mean to people, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> so oh anyway, I want your I want your authentic reaction like but I yeah, was I know. was like I was like oh but actually no I've heard <laughs> about that a lot um I don't do any work with any gods or goddesses but um I have heard about a lot of people that like as they moved into that relationship like um being like I have someone that's there that like I'm on the cusp of something but they haven't like revealed themselves to me and so like we're doing this work so no actually I don't know why I made that face because I'm awkward and like I don't no, know how to because <laughs> I don't know My how to like all kinds of things I don't know how to behave in social situations but <laughs> um, uh but yeah I've actually heard about that a lot about how people are like doing this work and um they don't know yet like that person that um deity hasn't like revealed themselves yet fully so yeah no I've heard about that a lot actually so that's that's really cool that's interesting I don't hear about it like too much and like I would love to know more people who can like relate to that experience like maybe people in the comments will talk about that because yeah like I don't really know too many people who um have sort of more like ambiguous or like longer to figure out relationships with goddess um or with a deity um a lot of people like connect I think they connect like via different like ways of like uh connecting to specific like like gods goddesses deities like 
they kind of connect to like the paradigm or learned about like that specific goddess and then connected to that energy for me it's more of like I'm connecting to like general energies that I'm feeling and trying to figure out where that's coming from and I'm still not like there yet and I don't know um if I ever expect that it that that will happen I, I try not to have too much expectation for it and just like allow it to allow it to be as organic as a relationship with another person would form yeah without like a so I guess that's one thing I don't really have a label for okay yeah, and yeah. I mean, but again that's totally totally valid I mean you know and as long as you feel good about it and you feel good about the connection I mean that's what's most important is that all the things that we're doing you guys that it it makes us feel empowered or comforted or you know what I mean the best selves our version yeah that wasn't English but <laughs> no it's, it's true it's totally true it's like whatever is making you feel connected and and not comparing to other people and other people's experiences um and they're all valid like it's totally valid if you connect to a very specific god or goddess or um, like right off the bat and then just like immediately you guys meet and connect and it's like very natural and organic and it's totally fine like if that never happens for you for me I think it's almost like more of an in-between like um yeah so maybe one day and maybe through like signs and symbols and like internal more internal work I'll be able to connect further with her um I think in order to like for me to grow my relationship with my goddess I have to um be in a better place with my mental health where I have like more headspace and more room and more just stability I guess yeah. to like delve into those things so I like it's something that I'm really interested in exploring more and more yeah and so much of your practice like blooms or like unfolds as you do like as you're ready for those things mm -hmm. and have you have space and time and it just it's just a natural like unfolding so definitely I totally understand that um so Emma is our bookworm she's always reading she had a huge I watched your video of all the books that you had that you wanted to get through um for this year so do you have any like witchcraft books that you absolutely love or that you would recommend to people um for like the learning resources? Mm. Um, if you want to learn about chaos magic, I would definitely start with like the the uh, sort of original text that started using chaos magic, like Paradigm, um, which is like Phil Hine. Um, and why am I forgetting? <laughs> Phil, Phil Hine, Condensed Chaos and yeah, I'm bad with like, I'm bad with author names, but there's like some um, original like texts about chaos magic that I've read and talking about like sigils, sigil magic, and it focuses a lot on um, like belief as a tool. So I'll definitely leave those like in a comment. Um, I should have written them down, but I don't remember at the moment, but I don't exactly read too much that is like spiritual these days like I don't read too many things that are like specifically about witchcraft specifically about spirituality um in terms of like books like I definitely get like a lot more of my learning from like communities and like mm -hmm. online honestly um it's been a long time since I've sat down and read like an occult book or like a spiritual book or a pagan book I read a lot though at the be at the beginning of um at the beginning of my practice and it was really important for like getting me into getting me into it but I yeah those are some that I would read there was also this really good random book that I think I have right here 
yeah, it's called Paganism, an introduction to earth-centered religions. And the last name oh, is yeah. Higginbotham. Mm-hmm. And it's like this Barnes and Noble type book, but as like a beginner book, like if you're interested in paganism and it, I thought it gave a really good, like, um, sort of like a modge podge of all different places you can pull from and different things that you can explore. Um, but yeah, I would love some book recommendations from other people, um, for sure, for like going forward with like my current interests. But those are all I really have to offer at the moment. Well, and you guys, um, if you're not already subscribed, definitely subscribe to the Amatrine Witch because um, to Emmett's channel because they put out chaos magic, magic videos, glamour magic videos, um, great information there as well. Um, and then you said like you don't read a lot of specific witchcraft books, but um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say that like your spirituality definitely intersects from what I can see to like um, veganism and activism and, you know, women's empowerment and just um, inclusivity for like the queer community and everything like that. And so I know you do a lot of different reading, like um, I think it was you that just finished, was it Hood, Fe- Hood Feminism? Yeah, I read Hood Feminism over the summer. Yeah, and so I would Amazing say that book. that's, you know, a part of your path too, all of that that you do, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah, that's, that's, I think for, that's why I was having such a hard time answering your question, because for me, like reading a book is magic, because like when you pick up a book, you are setting out to like take in all that information and absorb all that knowledge and be able to like use it out in the world to manifest what you want. Um, and to like influence things and change things. So every time I read something, um, specifically this year, I've made it a goal um, to be really intentional about the books that I'm picking up and reading. And um, cause you're like taking the time to take that in. And I think that that's a form of magic in itself, like knowledge as magic. Um, and like, I take a lot of, like I like to read a lot of fiction and different novels too. And like, um, I think that you can get so much for your own spiritual path and just feeling of being connected to other people and like knowing about their experiences I think all like ties into like a feeling of being connected and a feeling of spirituality so it's it doesn't necessarily have to be like a textbook about how to be a witch um to like get something witchy out of it if that's like your mindset yeah exactly um yeah I'm I say this I think every trial that we do every episode but I'm obsessed with the the line that Kelly and Maddox said saying about you know everyone wonders why there's not a lot of advanced witchcraft books and it's because after people get so far they break off and it's like okay if you're super into golfing that becomes a part of your spiritual practice it becomes you know empowering for you if you're super into books if you're super into like for me I'm into um like green living and bees and zero waste so like that's a big part of my practice so you know what I mean so because people break off into these specialities that are what you know where they find joy and so yeah definitely that's so awesome I I didn't know that you were into bees that's so oh, yes. cool oh my gosh yeah we have like bee hotels miss- oh my gosh we're obsessed oh wow do you that's see so, so I redid this I found this guy here um I so I redo these like at 3 a.m when I can't sleep but so now he's black and he's got like honeycombs and like bees oh, oh I see yeah so he's got bees oh that's so cool I love bees actually I really love bees I I think they're so cool they don't usually mess with me either 
Really? They, yeah, like they can hang nearby. They don't sting me. I've yeah, I've never been stung. I guess I got stung by a wasp or assholes though. But um, when oh. I was younger, I got stung by a wasp. <laughs> but yeah, usually like bumblebees. We even had um this great big bumblebee that we called Mr. Bumbles last year ended up in the house like when it was raining outside. <laughs> he came inside. So yeah, we love bees. I would love he to be a full be on. I know, like a full on <laughs> beekeeper. I would love it. But we have like um. I always talk about how like our neighbors probably hate us because um, I I don't like cultivate my lawn. Like I just let everything mm. in the wildflowers like grow for the bees. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I'm glad that we don't live in like the, what is it? The housing where like your grass has to be exactly 1.5 inches. Oh yeah, inches. like the HOA. Yeah, like the, the HOA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, seriously. Cause oh, fuck that anyway. That's a, that's a weird thing to me anyway, but we won't yeah, go there. <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Before we go, um, is there anything that you want to tell people either for like tips to get started or anything else you want to share about yourself? Anything? I definitely think that I would say to not be afraid to use mental health strategies like things that are typically like used in therapy and like in psycho like a psychology spaces like magically to not like be afraid to really like delve into your own psychology into your own brain um in to cross that cross things over like in your that you practice spiritually um to help you with your mental health like really um view your mental health, like therapy, what you do for yourself and like professional therapy, like anything that you do, view that as a form of magic. Because I know that for me, like no amount of spiritual practice for me and only spiritual practice would be able to allow me to be okay. Like I need, um, I need outside help. And I like, um, it's okay to need outside help from your spiritual practice. And it's also okay to use your spiritual practice to help you with your mental health. Like, don't just don't be afraid to um, combine those things. Yeah, that's what I would leave it off on. Yeah, 10,000%. I can't like, I'm over here like cheering and trying not to (laughs) yell and interrupt because yeah, that's 10,000%. You guys don't ever feel like you have to have one without the other or that it's not magic or that it makes you you know less magical or less of a witch like it just everything that you take in that nourishes you and makes you helps you be okay and helps you to be empowered and the best version of yourself is witchcraft no matter what that is so um you know whether it's you know burning incense and screaming fuck in the middle of your kitchen <laughs> or it's going to therapy yes. or it's sitting outside with the bees um it's all completely valid so yes so thank you so much Emmett for joining us today I really really appreciate it you guys definitely if you're not already subscribed to the Amatrine Witch I'll put all of Emmett's information down below so you can connect with them and yeah just thank you for being here it's good to see thank you thank you so much Panda it was really awesome to see you this is an amazing series and I can't wait to watch everybody else's episodes too Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you back for another episode of Witch Hunt. See ya. Bye.